I'm Jim Antonopoulos. Hi, I'm Damien Carolla. This is Fearless Conversations. You just got to roll with it, um, you know. It's a process, isn't it? Doesn't it mean, is, yeah. It doesn't mean you don't get affected, but you've almost got to stick to a process, don't you? Yeah, that's right. You just have to keep going and keep pushing through, you know. So, yeah, how have you been? Uh, yeah, yeah, good. Um, yeah, just um, uh, we got away to Macedon on the weekend and, and a lot of training, gym and, and really not a lot of um, other time aside from pretty manic work, yeah. uh, which is a great thing. It's just trying to manage the... Um, you might have mentioned it before. Um, it can be too easy to feel overwhelmed yeah. at certain times, and I don't think it. I don't think it matters whether you're 27 or 57. I think uh, we're still humans. We get better at it, but every time we push, um, we're always going to feel uncomfortable, overwhelmed, anxious. Yeah. But, but that's a kind of a. I call it eustress. It's a, it's a good stress, but it's still stress. Yeah, that's right. And um, you're one year older. I am, mate. I Congratulations! Happy birthday. Thursday. Thank you. Yeah, Thursday, <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy in terms of. Um, I think you and I kind of train a lot, and we look after our. You know, we really try and make sure we're active and things mm. like that. I think health and wellness has probably got to be up there. Mental health and mm. all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I mean, we're you know, we're going pretty hard. Uh, yeah. Probably too hard sometimes, but you know, it's we're pretty active both mentally and physically. So. Um, I, th- I think that's all you can kind of put out there, I guess. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, good on you. I know a lot of people actually who are the older they get, the more they train, the more they look after their health and yes. like really like quite active, not not talking a, gen- a brisk walk. I'm talking, yes. you know, active, regular training every day um, and also active recovery, not not sitting on the couch. Just yeah, and, yeah that's. The thing. I think that's really great for for mindfulness, but also and fitness, but also for, to bring it into the boardroom. You know, to deal with the things that you deal with at work and in meetings every single day, and the, the challenges you deal with every single day. And sometimes those challenges can be really stressful. You know, um, so I know a lot of people who are doing that. Which is great and good on you. Yeah, it's a primary. Um, I think the primary motivator is that resilience, health, mental health kind of yeah. angle to physical training and activity. I mean, I love doing that, and I'm a firm believer: if you're not enjoying your fitness, don't do it. It's just a waste of time. Find yeah, great. Body moving, whether it's bloody aerobics, dancing, martial arts, um, weightlifting, and you've got to get it. And if you don't get it. Um, you're not going to do that. but I've, So there's that beautiful social interactions, the engagements, the endorphins, but it's also at this point with COVID and, and business, it's it's got to be resilience and agility as a primary kind of, I mean, driver, I think. I mean, how else do we how else do we stay balanced and, and keep getting back on the horse every day if we're not looking after our kind of strength and, and our bodies? That bloody horse. <laughs> the horse. It's, yeah. um, it's been a while since we've done a podcast session and I think that's the beauty of our podcast conversations is that they're exactly that. They're just conversations between you and I. Um, maybe let's do a bit of a recap. What have you been doing? What's the, what are the last, it's June, what have the last few months been like for you? What's where mid-pandemic? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one, Jim, isn't it? I mean, the fluctuations of um, headspace around COVID lockdown. I mean, we've been going through this, um, we've almost been cycling through these lockdowns on a fairly consistent basis. That's um, That adjustment into lockdown is 
is always challenging, isn't it? It's sort of that's that's kind of it's a bit of a landscape that we're having to deal with the ups and downs of are we going to close? Are we not going to close? How is someone else's behaviour impact my life and my family's life? And sort of having to grapple with a lot of those um, thought streams in your head, and and a lot of them are are probably. Um, uh, uh, you know what's the word? They're, they're almost maladaptive. Um, mm. When they start, we start to run down rabbit holes. You mentioned a good word: doom scrolling. I mean, how yeah. much new content? Because let's wow. be honest, a, a lot of the culture that we do come across isn't great. So we're going to get caught up in rabbit holes and scarcity and fear that doesn't always serve us. So how do we keep updated? How do we keep abreast of developments without impacting our own mental health and and keep on target? So that's been a really it's almost a masterclass in focus and resilience, um, hasn't it? How do I stay focused on what matters without worrying about all the things I can't control, the controllables and the uncontrollables? So, yeah, that, that's so I think true. we've all had to lift our game there. We've yeah. been almost forced to, to step up. Yeah, I agree with you. I've seen myself really um, curate points of view. Yes. Um, I don't I, – I proactively and actively trim – points of view that I'm just really, I really don't need <laughs> anymore in my life. And um, I think that's the most diplomatic way to put it. No, it's a good one, and, man. Yeah. It's just, there's some points of view that I just, I just can just turn the volume right down to zero and I don't need to hear them anymore. Um, and that helps me move along. So yeah, absolutely. That idea of um, just doom news and doom scrolling, it's a rabbit hole. It's not healthy. Do you, do you think we need more ranting on Twitter? I guess. <laughs> do you think that's helping people? There's a lot of ranting everywhere. That's for sure. So. But wherever, despite where you're coming from, ranting's ranting sometimes. And if you keep putting that yeah. that out into the ether, I think it can really affect people. I'm, I'm a, lately this um, notion of just be very mindful of what you say and just be considered in what's coming out. And don't mm-hmm. just spew the first thing that comes out, whether you're agitated or angry. And I. People take positions on this, but it doesn't necessarily help everyone. So how do we be more considered about what we're saying and how we engage in the world? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. What else has been happening the last few months? Uh, yeah, look, I, I guess like you, I mean, as soon as COVID uh, comes, we seem to step up our training and our health and, and fitness mm. just as a, a better coping mechanism. I think mm. that's been really, it's been wonderful because we, we're doing some really amazing initiatives um, across, you know, martial arts and mindfulness and and, and eating and stuff like that. So mm. that's been really, really, I've been really um, had a lot of gratitude around that. that that's I really great. So you found that that's really helped you? Like, does that really help you front up to work? Uh, big big time, Jim, big time. And if we're always jumping into the fire pit with clients and trying to solve really complex problems, where do you, where do you and I, where do others purge that excess adrenaline during the week? You can either you can either go to a pub and, and knock over six pints of beer or bottle of, uh, you know, down a bottle of wine on a Friday night, but mm. that's one coping mechanism and that's up to people to decide what mm. what, what serves them. But I don't know, for, for us and for me, where, where do we where do we burn that, that excess adrenaline? Yeah. How do we purge that? Where does that go? Do we just zombie out on Netflix for, for 10 hours? I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it's just up to everyone to decide what, what am I going to do with all that, yeah. um, that, you know, that sort of energy. What about you? I mean, how do you... 
And that works for you. I was going to just ask. That really works for you. Oh, that rhythm is it consistent? Time. Is it a consistent always. rhythm in the week? Or? Always, yeah, always. Like uh, like okay. church, like religion, man. You got to turn up every day, whether you're tired, grumpy, angry, or not. Yeah. You know that if you're shifting that, you're sweating stuff out. You're shifting energy, whether it's through breathing, yoga, or, or yeah. martial arts. You're, you're letting, you're purging stuff so you can reset and um, start again. And I think that is we're human beings. We're meant to move. We're not meant to be yeah. sitting down all the time just kind of taking on content and trying to solve complex problems without uh, yeah. a way to um, yeah, a way to sort of get rid of stuff. Is that, does that yeah. work for you? I, yeah, it completely resonates. Like I just think sitting at our desks is probably the worst thing we can do for ourselves and um, even in, in the way we conduct our work, which is why I think we're seeing really low occupancy rates um, in the CBD with offices, people not really returning into, if I can speak for Melbourne, uh, not really returning to the CBD in their offices because they enjoy the flexibility of being at home because, you know, I know lots of people who are taking a break at 11 and going and going for a run or walking down to the beach. I live near the bay and the, the people, lots of people are walking during the day and I know it's obvious they're taking a break from work and going back and doing Doing what they need to do so yeah sitting at our desk is um it's just the worst place to be isn't it um, sitting, yeah sitting in the box we're not designed to sit in right. the box all the time we've, yeah. even, we've got a massive day you've got a it's a discipline of always saying don't care get out get off the laptop and just yeah. go for a walk grab the dog throw a ball around whatever it might mean to keep the keep the energy sort of dynamic and yeah, completely agree i think that activity that action um and that dynamic action allows us to bring something special to those moments when we do have to sit at a desk and front up and into a zoom meeting or face-to-face meeting or facilitate it allows us to bring not just the endorphins which are really good (laughs) it allows us to bring perspectives uh, new perspectives for ourselves and a different voice uh, to the room Um, and I think that's immensely valuable Uh, and clarity you know that's that's a big one for me it allows you to front up to difficult situations and provides you with clarity. It's almost you're listening and seeing things in slow motion and you're able to dissect them, uh, hear them, and truly see people and understand them. And I I get that uh, as a byproduct of, um, yeah, pretty much a very similar exercise regime of about six days a week, and I really um, enjoy that, absolutely. And, Jim, you're a real... Um, you're really quite disciplined. You really prioritise that, and I can then see how that those sessions that you do through CrossFit, weightlifting, and all those fantastic cardio blasts that you do, and I can kind of see how you um, it, it it enables you to be a lot more present, a lot more engaged, as opposed to in your head all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, you know, uh, I've talked about CrossFit often, but it, it it doesn't ever stop being scary. But it fronts you up to your weaknesses, as does as does any high intensity um, or heavy uh, challenging uh, form of exercise. So uh, it allows you to front up to your weaknesses, and then converts you into th- to focusing on uh, training those weaknesses, not just not just your strengths, but yes, um, really diving into your weaknesses and and training them and see and discovering enjoyment. Yes. From training your weaknesses. And that I can bring that back to a work situation because that gets rid of things like imposter syndrome. Yes. You know, gets the it, it quietens the chatter 
yep. in your head. It um it slows you it slows you down. It slows your thinking down. You know, a metabolic conditioning training metcons where you're forced to sprint, run, or run a long distance, then come back and slow your heart rate down to lift something heavy and then go back out and run really fast and then come back and repeat. That really puts you in the frame of, um, you know, slowing your heart rate down, slowing your breathing down in a adverse, in a difficult situation and then focusing. And that's translatable. That's in, infinitely translatable to life, work, uh, relationships, um, heated situations, difficult conversations. The list goes on. Yeah, so... Um how you're how you're sort of regulating your adrenal response. Absolutely. Um, how you stay pretty grounded. I guess what you're saying is if you're putting yourself under, um, you know, you're choosing pressure within a CrossFit environment, then all that's doing is in conditioning your mind and brain to do with pressure and other circumstances. Mm. So you're always looking for those gaps, things that make you uncomfortable, things that put you out of your zone. You're always focusing on those weak weak points, and then that translates to staying pretty grounded when the pressure's on in a work. That's right. And the thing you're not doing is comparing yourself to others and, ah, looking, yes. and looking in the mirror. So yes. there's two things you're not doing and that they're good things. <laughs> yeah, the rating, the rating game that the yeah. culture would have us believe is the most important thing because that's how they sell units. You know, the yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. <laughs> just be better if I do this or I quiet. Yeah, that's right. And that whole, I think that philosophy, I, I read this really great book many years ago of a NFL um, gridiron, American gridiron coach uh, talking about his training regime yes. um, outside of in the off-season, his personal training regime. Right. And I remember he, he had this saying where he trains through winter and those who train th- through winter are able to train all year round because winter, he, I think he lived in Canada, uh, freezing environment, uh, not freezing, but very cold environment. Um, and this I- ideal of just training through the hardest period of the year is the best time to actually get into a habit get into a rhythm and i see that in our lockdowns that we've experienced and in melbourne we experienced one a month ago um i see that though if we're able to maintain our rhythms that keep us healthy that keep us focused that keep that train us if we're able to maintain our rhythms during those times and winter <laughs> as well because we're having a pretty dire winter even though it's a beautiful sunny day today if we're able to maintain that we're able to front up. We're able to see, th- go, get through that cave, get through that d- darkness, and really front up when the times are good. Um, and that, I've taken a lot from that. Yeah, you've, uh, you're, you're really good at routine and and the discipline routine, and and it's not always easy. I mean, you get. I make it. I make it look like I am. I think yeah. that you know I struggle as much as anyone. Yeah, well, it's a human condition, <laughs> isn't it? That sort of that great quote I heard um, from James Hollis, who was a psychoanalyst said fear and lethargy are my constant companion each morning i get out of bed i have to overcome those two gremlins amazing and, um you know it's just a human condition it just doesn't mean we're getting up thinking well this is amazing it's monday morning it's three degrees and i'm bouncing that's not the reality is it we have to kind of push through our own stuff oh absolutely and learn you know get up uh, out on monday morning i get you know it's monday as we're chatting you know get up at 10 to 5 and knowing that I'd just rather be in bed 
yeah. knowing that I'm going to feel that way. I just know that I'm going to feel that way. This is how it is. And talking it. myself out of it and just saying, you know, just shut up and keep going, you know, <laughs> and focusing on the proximate stuff, you know, just get up, get your bag out. Yes. Don't worry about getting to the car. That's the next step, you know. Yes. Get to the car and then do the next thing and you just talk yourself, you learn to talk yourself out of it and focus on the, the just the small steps, not the not the, the big right, transition, transformative, you know, training every day kind of fear thing. You know, it's just too much to grasp, just the small things, you know. Jim, you, you, you um, we, we got to, um, we're doing some work with an Olympic coach out of Canada and he's really reaffirming awesome. um, this topic of progression. And I said to him, look, a good mind of mine talks about proximate objectives and understanding progression. And basically when we think about the grandiose transformative experiences in our lives, we're often setting ourselves up for failure. It's like that New Year's resolution. It's a, it's a step too far for our brain to get around. So we end up failing and, and then getting despondent and finding it too hard to get back on the horse. But what I love in that example is you explain to us that one incremental approximate objective is just putting your feet on the on the floor. So you're out of bed. Yeah, so that's I completely a- agree. Just put your feet on the floor and get up, you know, go to the bathroom, focus on that. Yeah, focus on that. Get on and get your gym bag, you know, like one step at a time. Yeah, Yeah, at the moment I'm working on with a couple of organisations, two different organisations on transformation strategies and, you know, these things are three years kind of transformation. I'm working with two different organisations and I'm constantly told by leaders of those organisations to plan the transformation, even strategize the transformation, you know, two years out. I'm more focused on three months out at a time, like, and having that conversation with them that two years out, like <laughs> two years ago, the world was a very different place. <laughs> uh, the next three months is is our fo- is my, our focus, and I'm constantly saying that uh, our first steps, our next month, our next action, just our next most influential action, the first domino that we need to tip over. That's our proximate thing. That's our key focus, and we plan that in immense amount of detail, uh, and aim for a win, and then focus on the next thing, rather than trying to crystal ball the next two years or the next three years. That's immensely difficult when you're trying to turn an organisation around, when you've got people and their livelihoods and trying to protect their jobs and you've got cultures and moods and um, all sorts of things. You've got clients and employees and bottom line and expenses and suppliers. It's really difficult. So the idea of approximate objective, absolutely, it's just the thing that's near. It's the thing that's close and graspable. Let's focus and plan that and then the next thing. You know, Jim, um, there's such a wisdom within that strategy that at a brand level is not necessarily going to be exciting for everyone because what's exciting is that, you know, I'm going to turn your life around. This is what it's going to look like. All that bullshit we're seeing from, um, I'll call it garbage because we're seeing a lot of coaches out there that are selling the the vacuous dreams. I'm going to turn you into a millionaire. You know, we're going to look at this lifestyle. It's all a lot of garbage because people are making assumptions that they don't have to do work and be really patient about their goals. But that's not necessarily a very enticing brand proposition because the culture is used to quick fix, um, get me out of this despair and, and poor, you know, financial situation or poor fitness situation, whereas the, the wise game is 
proximate objectives, patients, I can only focus on the next best decision. But is that necessarily exciting or sexy at a brand? No, it's not, no, it's not um, yeah, appear, as appealing as talking about the, you know, what the world's, or what an organisation might look like three years out. No, it's not as appealing and it's actually a little bit boring. Um, and so is getting up at 4.30 in the morning and and slipping, slipping it out to the gym. And, that's not exciting, um, is it? That's just, no, that's just exciting, pain and no. misery half the time. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you forget to brush your teeth and you forget your water bottle and you're wearing, <laughs> you know, like that's not, that's boring. And, um, but that's the space to really focus in on. That's the space to, to that's the thing to get really good at. That's where you start, isn't it? That's, that's you start where you are, which is yeah. not necessarily a high achiever or, or an amazing fit athlete. You're, you start where you are with the boring stuff, which, Repeated enough time, discipline you'll you'll grow immensely over a period. But that's yeah, a that's, that, that's not a palatable sales cycle um, pitch necessarily. But it's a wise. It's the it's like an elder's sort of uh, a wise game. I think. And yeah, yeah, we're not exactly. hearing that all the time. We're we're probably hearing the opposite. I agree. I agree. So what's exciting you? What's the next, what does the next week, next um, month look like for you? We're doing some really exciting uh, mentor-based initiatives across uh, various industries and, and particularly we're, we're tackling the building and construction industry and we're getting really excited about, mm. it's almost this notion of um, inside out, which yeah. is where, where we have expertise in facilitation, uh, organisational change and leadership and all that kind of stuff, but we're taking a, a really different view and allowing our clients and participants to come into their own definitions around resilience, high-performance leadership, entrepreneurship. So we're very much getting out of the way, which has been a real challenge to create that space for dialogue, space mm-hmm. for people's insights to come up because um, typically the human condition means we're always trying to fix things for others. Hey, you know, Jim, I've got the seven-point strategy, and I know how to do this. So I've got the, the Kinsey 7S model as tried and proven, but in, for, I, I think what we're realising with true true human change and organisational transformation is we've always got to let people come into their own reality, into their own integrity, into their own connection to what what does actually resilience even mean for me in the arena? What do I, what do I think is leadership as... As my own values and principles, how do I actually find my real voice? What does this industry really Amazing. Mean? Yeah, so that immersion is something that we're getting pretty excited about because the clients are, are, are absolutely falling out of their chair to get more of, you know, get the textbook, get the academic definitions away, get all the research away just for one moment, and we give people a space to find their own meaning around yeah. various archetypes around performance. And I think that's something that, that I'm getting really excited about at about a human transformative level. Yeah, amazing. Do you get any pushback? Do you, how do you deal with people who are just um, you're working with, you know, hundreds of people? Um, do you get any pushback or, uh, or people that are really hard to drag along? Or? Well, you, 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 if you um, if you don't get pushback, there's something wrong. So yeah. they're, they're having that passive resistance. So they're agreeing with you, but they're sabotaging yeah. behind the scenes. So when you get active pushback, which is, mate, this ain't going to work. You know, our you don't get our culture. The members and managers won't actually uh, relate to this. And that's before we've even started the journey. So we may yeah. have had executive sponsorship, and then they think, what's this garbage? What are these, what are these idiots going to tell us about our industry and high performance? Yeah. But the way we've been, um, the way we've been cutting through that really quickly, is a simple space for story to come alive. So, mm. when I hear your story, Jim, about what matters most to you, then 
nobody can argue with a space for you to express your meaning, your value, the things you love, the things that are challenging you. So we're starting where you are as opposed to our expert models. Yeah, great. By doing that, you, you, you're allowing that beautiful, you know, ancient Indigenous art of storytelling to, to drive value and meaning for people. So not what we think value is, but what what the participants really believe and uh, value comes to life. So that's how we're we're pushing through resistance. Otherwise, yeah. it becomes you versus me, and me yeah, expert. So that's that. But that's and actually what big round hole as well. That's yeah. that's what most people are doing, and they, yeah. they even they think, oh no, no, we're doing debriefs. I go, you're not doing debrief. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah, sending to the people. That's not debrief. Yeah, we work in a very similar way, and it, yes. it is very much starting where our organisation is. And um, I, I really, I feel that I really sense that that's really important, um, and it means a lot to me uh, not to square peg round hole people into a process or um, into something that's foreign in a language that's foreign. You know, people no, get pushed back. You know, it's you've got to start where people are, and that's really uh, meaningful. Good on you. Yeah, fantastic, and and uh, that's uh, that's that's a great thing that um, I know you and I meet at that level. And what's um, what's 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 exciting you lately? Um, you know, okay, I'm going to school holidays the next couple, uh, <laughs> which I'm I'm actually you know, I've been really mindful to um, end my day around four four thirty and trying to do as much as I can with the kids and um, you know keep my training up of course, um, keep the kids active and focused. But, yeah, like I said, uh, we're in the middle. My, my every day is kind of um, full, I guess. That's the best way to put it. But trying to stay grounded and um, things that I've, I've trying to be doing, I keep up my training, absolutely. That's my priority. Uh, but also slowing, slowing the chatter down. Um, what I've been doing is just picking up a book and slowing that chatter down by just picking opening it up and starting to read in some quiet time um, any book i'm surrounded by books here at home so just picking it up um yeah i'll do a lot of that and i'm, I'm actually looking forward to that uh putting the kindle down and picking up a real book and finishing it. yeah which is really lovely <laughs> yeah but that's me yeah, great to great to chat, Jim. I think um, it's a good recap, and I know you and I are doing some pretty cool stuff mm. at the moment. Through March first, we're running some mentor mentee initiatives. Um, mm. you know, that's 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 feeling a really great way to start to embed that human development, that sort of habit yeah. change. And, and I must say, uh, that we've been doing the group coaching every month for the last eighteen months, and we've got a really amazing group of people. Uh, I won't list, I won't say names because I'll leave someone out, and that. I'll do that in injustice. I think every single person who's come in to that has really brought themselves and I'm immensely grateful for the people that I've met and continue to meet each month through that. They've provided so much, or they've taught me so much and I look forward to each of those sessions and they actually really mean a lot to me. So. Mm. Yeah, they're pretty good, aren't they? They're providing mm. a really safe space for people to just be themselves. Yeah, that's true. The spirit of it. That's true. Well, have a good day. Have a great day. Enjoy. Awesome. Thanks. Good to chat.